What is up, dudes? It's Jeremy here with episode 002 of Dude, It's a Podcast. Uh, really quick, I want to take care of a few housekeeping things. Uh, I'm really happy to be doing a second episode because when I recorded the first one, I felt like I rushed the whole time and I was so excited and so nervous about doing a solo podcast. But hey, it's a new podcast. And in reality, my goal was just to start a second podcast that was solo as a New Year's resolution. So that's why I'm here. I got started early. So that's not even, that's, that's good. Good on me. Applause for Jeremy. <laughs> Boo, you stink! So my other podcast, uh, Explosive Hammer, runs twice a month. And it's strictly about everything movie related uh, that I do with my friend Brian. So here, I thought it would give me a chance to kind of talk about everything that's like outside of that realm in everything else that interests me and also give me a chance to kind of experiment a little. So like I know in the last episode, I was like I mixed in like a couple songs in there and I kind of like doing that. Like I thought about doing that in the other podcast, but it just didn't really fit. So I I like doing it in here. Uh, Things like that, like things that I think are cool. I definitely like I appreciate any feedback. Also, that really helps me out being a new podcast. Like anything that you can leave uh, in a review, even if it's a one star, man, I hope it's not a one star. But if it is, just like let me know what you what you'd like or don't like. And that really helps me out right now. Anyways, on to the show. More internet-related topics today as we talk about the future of streaming entertainment and YouTuber anxiety. So streaming, streaming in the future. Okay, that's what we're talking about. It started, uh, I I got interested in this earlier today, Beam News. They put up this uh, interesting video on their YouTube channel. And it's discussing streaming services, namely like Netflix, and why immediate profits aren't really important to them. So in the video, they they crunch a bunch of numbers and they go through all those numbers. I'm not going to rehash all those numbers, uh, but the most significant one was 7%, which is the, the profit that Netflix, netflix pulled in this year uh after taking into consideration like expenses and all that stuff like the money they put out versus the money their income uh they they only received seven percent which is you know the video explains like it's a very low number but it's the video goes on to explain how big companies like netflix and amazon aren't necessarily concerned with immediate profits what they're mostly concerned about is getting you hooked on a certain product, their product, and then slowly upping the price of that product to continue making profit. So they're setting themselves up for the future. Now, obviously, there would be uh, you know, a threshold to that profit that would rely entirely on competition between other products, um, if that makes sense. Okay, so for example, like Netflix can't just continue to raise their prices if Amazon isn't also or other services i'm just not just netflix and amazon but those are two the two big dogs right now but netflix can't just continue to rise their price raise their prices if amazon isn't also raising their prices or other services aren't also raising their prices now concerning that like particular bit of the video I, i was i thought it was kind of portrayed like those companies will just like rise and rise to even bigger corporate giants until the end of time oh my god uh which i I feel like is obviously not not true i understand what they're saying but at the same time like these companies they come up they come up with all these like innovative ideas and things kind of like spin off due to that and i guess what i'm trying to say is like at one point we, we were renting vhs tapes at blockbuster and then we were 
buying DVDs and building our DVD collections. We weren't renting them as much anymore. And now, you know, like we're just streaming everything. It's like the, the evolution of entertainment. So that's there's there's like there's a cycle to these kinds of things and I feel like it's only a matter of time before entertainment, you know, takes another turn. I don't think it's just going to be like Netflix and these companies like just rise and rise and rise. Amazon, yes, I think Amazon will be a big dog for a very very long time. I think Netflix will also be a big dog for a very long time, but I don't think it's just going to be those two, you know, with a bunch of other companies just kind of like begging for money at their feet. So one of the big things we saw this year was the big split between Disney and Netflix. Disney decided, hey, we want to do our own streaming service, make our own money. Um, and I, that, to me, was like a big red flag. That's where I see the fall of all of these different streaming services. I think eventually people will just see that there's too many services and they're paying they you know they have like too many accounts they're paying for too many different things like that's get, that's going to get annoying for a while if you have like eight different logins like or you know eight, 18 different apps on your on your Fire Stick to watch you know whatever shows like oh I oh this shows on you know whatever this service this shows on Hulu and but I got to log out I got to get on my Disney one to watch you know my kids watch a movie so that that's where I see these things kind of losing some steam I guess I think eventually people will just they'll get tired of it I mean if you think about it that's like putting us right back where we were with cable which was where you know all these streaming services got really popular because people were like, oh, hey, let's, you know, we can save some money. Let's cut the cord and we'll, you know, we'll do these streaming services instead. A lot of people, like I said, they don't even pay. Some people do both. They pay for cable. They pay for the services. But, you know, a lot of people just cut ties with cable. And like, I don't, I don't see, you know, I'm not paying this much money for this. I'm just going to do the streaming thing. And you, you, you know, you lost some content. Sure, you have less stuff to watch, but you were still entertained. You still had enough. Even, I mean, especially now, like Netflix having their own shows and things like that, they have a lot to, you know, to compete with. But that's why I say, like, yes, they have a lot to compete with. So it is very appealing if you just have that one service. But if you've got a bunch of different services because you, you know, they have all these different programs, like, no, fuck that. I'm not paying all that money for all these different services. That stuff adds up. If I if I had to guess or like if I had to throw a dart at where I think like entertainment is headed, um my I I would guess big budget live streams. I think that's what where a lot of money will kind of get thrown at in the near future. So Woody Harrelson did this like big full length film that was broadcast live earlier this year. And it, it had, like, a cast of 30 people and, like, hundreds of extras. Um, like, it was pretty big budget. Uh, and it was met with, like, pretty good reviews also. You know, and a lot of people, like, you know, they were kind of, like, hats off to Woody Harrelson for kind of, like, taking on this project and kind of, you know, take, taking some initiative, you know, in a, in a new direction. And I, I would say the same thing. I, I'd commend Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson's, like, one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, and I think it's really cool for like for him to take that leap. And I think in the next few years we'll see a lot more big budget films uh, streamed in that way or similar to that. Another one of my other favorite things to watch right now uh, on Twitch is The Attack, which is it streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash The Attack. 
It's and it's a it's a variety show that like centers around gaming and tech with a little bit of meme stuff and it's run by Kevin Pereira. I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin Pereira, but it's heavily influenced by his old show, Attack of the Show. He was a host of Attack of the Show, it was on G four. It's been I think like two thousand five was the last episode. It was really popular, but only for I don't know. I guess it was several years. It, yeah, it was on for a while. That show was like definitely a, a huge inspiration for me. And I think, and I, I even kind of hope that like some of that type of humor kind of like relays through my content because that's a, you know, that's the type of stuff that I, I enjoy watching. But anyways, so they do a live stream show and it runs like about an hour, uh, and they do a lot of other like sub series that they run too. Like they, you know, they have like a show and then they run a bunch of other little series, little shows that they do. But it's it's all done with like, it's all done with like a bigger budget. And then your average like streamer or whatever like person that does live streams on YouTube, it's done with like a just a bigger budget, not a big budget, <laughs> but a bigger budget. So you know, I I see that and I see like Twitch has gotten way bigger and bigger. Like every year, the last few years, you just see more and more people streaming and watching and all these events going on, like TwitchCon and stuff like that. It's just it's huge. And even, like, there's other ones that are popular now. Like, You Now has gained a ton of popularity. That's just one where, like, it's it's mostly popular with, like, younger teens, I feel like. But um, it's basically just a service where you just stream. Like, uh, most of the kids, it's just, like, kids, like, in their room. And they might be playing, like, covers of songs. Or they might just be, like, playing Truth or Dare. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's popular. A lot of people watch it. I don't know. Another one... You may not have heard of it. It was uh, Rift.tv, or I guess it's just named Rift.tv, but it's, you know, at Rift.tv. But it was a site that I, I actually worked with them, like, a couple years ago. And when they first started, um, Rift.tv is a live streaming service that involves streaming yourself, watching Netflix, but it also, like, syncs up so users can log in to their own Netflix account, and they can actually watch... Uh, you know, Netflix shows with you and they can join in on the chat and everything, you know, like Twitch and everything else. But, you know, when it comes to that, like, it's just you watching the show, but you're watching the show with them. It's really cool. And like when they first uh, contacted me, they wanted help with like doing a how to video, like when they very first started. And, you know, I like I saw their email and I was like, oh, yes, like this is the future. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. That's what I was thinking in my head. And that was even before it wasn't actually live at that point it was just you actually recorded yourself watching the show and then they uploaded it or well you uploaded it and they uh synced it separately and then people could chat and everything like that so even then i saw i was like yes like this is cool people are gonna love this and now they do it live streaming which is like a whole nother level like people the live streaming has like kind of effect uh, on people, you know, where like it's live, things can happen, things can go wrong. Like they like joining in on that. They like joining on the chat because they can ask you questions and things like that, talk to you in real time. And so that's where I, I see like, like I said, bigger, bigger budget shows, I think will do more popular, but I think we'll see some more uh, big budget films that actually, you know, are broadcast live, like the Woody Harrelson. What was the, the name of the Woody Harrelson was like uh, Lost in London. That's what it was called. And I, I don't know where you can find it now. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. 
I haven't watched it, but like I said, it, it, it got pretty good reviews. Like people people enjoyed it. Like they enjoyed the novelty of it, but the movie itself is supposed to be pretty, you know, fairly well also. I think that um I think that YouTube could have been the future. You like YouTube's very popular now and they have YouTube Red, which is like another separate service. But YouTube Red like cuts out all the ads and you get some of their special shows. But I don't from what I know, I don't think any of their like YouTube Red shows have done like really well. I want they had like a free episode of the PewDiePie one, Scare PewDiePie, and I watched that and it was kind of cool, but not like twelve ninety nine a month cool. <laughs> so the the other thing for me is that I feel like YouTube has has kind of taken a road that would be. <sighs> hard for them to steer back towards a service that is common for everyone to be paying for and that's that's a discussion for like a whole other day but i don't see youtube really being lumped in with these other like streaming services i think a huge part of youtube is more like personality based i think a lot of people go to youtube to see a person uh, or or you know in- interact with you know one person whether it be in their daily lives, whatever kind of content they're making. But and I guess that kinda of, that takes us to like what I want to talk about next. And I want to talk about YouTube anxiety. So I watched a I watched a Bo Burnham special last year, Make Happy, uh, streaming on Netflix. But uh he does this he does this really cool bit at the end and he's singing a song that's like part comedy, part rant. And it's actually it's like really powerful. It's really cool, like, and you can find that on YouTube also. But um, so he's he sings that like his greatest problem is his audience and his fear of them and his need to please his audience. Part of me loves you. Part of me hates you. Part of me needs you. Part of me fears you. And I don't think that I can handle this right now. And so during the show, he talks, uh, he talks a great deal about like the impact of social media and how it causes all of us using social media to feel this need to please, quote, unquote, our audience, um, you know, like as if like we're all entertainers. And I definitely want to talk about this way more in depth in, in a future episode, but this, this definitely dives into that also. But I, I totally agree with that. And I see it. I see it the most with YouTubers and Twitch streamers. I know it. Like I said, YouTubers, YouTubers in the title, but um, Twitch streamers are are definitely a huge part of this as well. Especially because they're interacting with their chat, you know, nonstop in real time. But, anyways, just online entertainers in like that. Now, vlogging is a huge part of YouTube. Everybody's vlogging, and vloggers are like this interesting specimen. And before before I get into this, I just I want to say like I've done some some vlogging uh, on my own YouTube channel and like once a month at the most. And I I definitely think it's cool. Like there's definitely a novelty to it um, for both parties. I think it's cool. Like for me seeing like what my mentality was during a certain part of my life or like what I was doing or interested in like at a certain point in my life. And, you know, viewers on the other end, viewers like to connect with a person going through those things at the same time. So anyways, my wife, she watches a few vloggers regularly, not me. She watches, she watches a few other vloggers pretty regularly. 
and I would I would love to have her on the show and talk all about vloggers, like strictly vloggers one day. It would be so much fun. It's insanely fun to watch her watch vlogs because she she like watches them from like a critical standpoint. Like from she's she she like dissects all of the things that I'm talking about you know in this podcast but she she's doing it like in real time watching these people like why did she say that but um anyways so sometimes you watch these people and you see you can see how carefully they tiptoe around different things and it's all because they're aware they're aware of how people might respond to what they're doing or what they're saying it it comes down like if they're saying if they're doing or saying something unsafe or if they're doing or saying something that's like generally unfavored um they'll like go out of their way to explain why they're doing something or the other thing that i'll see is they'll like make an excuse as to why they're doing what they're doing or saying whatever they're saying and i know i'm like being really ambiguous with this but like let's say for example they're recording themselves and they're at a fast food place they'll you'll you'll see people they'll make sure to say like wow i'm going straight to the gym after this or they'll they'll say something like well today's my cheat day um and you can you can like cue cue the cute laugh at the end of that today's my my cheat day (laughs) um so i see people do this in real life all the time but it's so much more obvious and so much more apparent to me when someone does it online and the deeper part of that, I think, is it's because they're afraid. Um, and I, you know, I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm pretty accurate with what I'm saying here. A big part of that is because they're afraid. They're afraid of what people will think of them. They're afraid of what people will say, what people will comment. You know, I'm, people people get harsh on, especially on like YouTube comments. People get mean. And I think people, you know, they're afraid of that. Like they put themselves up out there, they put themselves on the internet for the world to see, but then they're afraid of what people will say when they see it. Like it's it's a such a weird thing. It's like because you have complete control. Like nobody hits the upload button but you. But at the same time, there's like this this deep anxiety. Like yes, I put it out there, but now people are watching it. Like. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's so bizarre. And I'm I'm saying all this as someone who puts stuff on YouTube and does, like makes videos for people to see. I I think it's I think it's always been easy to see that there's a large amount of people a large large amount of YouTubers that have social anxiety. And a lot of them will say it. Like a lot of them talk about it openly, but even myself like i definitely have at least a little social anxiety other than like my very immediate family i have an easier time talking to a camera than a big social group um so you see these big youtubers and and now like especially when they do all these events and things like that like you see these big youtubers and they go out in public and they come off as like crazy awkward and it's because they are they like they are an awkward person and of course, this doesn't apply to everybody, but like I said, I think it applies to a large amount of YouTubers and streamers and online entertainers. They then like they go on and they make videos. They continue to make videos. They get they gain some popularity, and then they just start acting crazy as fuck. So last year there was this article about Jacob Sartorius 
it's like a 13 year old kid i don't oh i guess maybe he's 14 now whatever he po- he would post like these music videos or musically if you're familiar with that and anyways people like burned this kid alive last year not literally um because he was exposed sending he was sending some dms to like another teenage girl um asking her to send him some nudes and if you read the if you read the messages it's pretty disturbing he's like pushy he's like bullying her into it he's he's being a straight up predator and by all means like he deserves to be burned alive for real like uh, don't don't uh, think that this discussion is going to turn to where i defend him like he was a piece of shit but like my question is what happened there because to me i don't feel like there was like this predator trapped in a 13 year old's body just like waiting to be unleashed i feel like it's like he got he got his popularity and he didn't know what to do with it because he's a 13 year old kid well i don't you know what 13 year old kid is like truly born to be a star like knows knows what to do with that level of fame and i say level of fame like level of fame like think about it i feel like it's all relative like put it on whatever scale you want to like for a 13 year old kid like he's got a hundred thousand followers on twitter like that's a big fucking deal um so i feel like he he got this popularity he didn't know what to do with it and he went down like this dark trip that's also like a very weird age to have something like this happen to you he he went down like this dark trip this dark path that led him to acting like a fucking fool towards this girl and you know i'm sure there's other girls if there's one that that came out with these messages and said it i'm sure there's others that were quiet about it and to me like it seems like he i i feel like it's very possible or very uh, yeah yeah it's definitely possible i wouldn't say likely but it's definitely possible that he had this high level of stress from being this you know person big name in his eyes this big name person all of a sudden and he like channeled that just channeled that energy energy into being a a creep because he didn't know how to respond he didn't know what to do with that that level of fame demi lovato had a documentary that released on youtube earlier this year i think it's uh pretty sure it's free um so you should be able to check it out on youtube but anyways she talks about the stress of being a disney star and how it led her to alcohol and and drugs and even though you know she was a a disney tv star it's the same idea it's the same concept a young kid thrown into this world you know that's like so it's so jarring to your like natural instinct to just have all these people like watching you and thinking saying things about you um and so the other thing is with that with the disney tv star is it's that's such like a critical age like that's such a it's a bad age to have those kinds of things happening to you i feel like think of all the child stars that like you know macaulay calkin had a thing where he was like snorting coke off whatever a toilet bowl or something i forget but like you just see these child actors these child stars that get they get crazy they do crazy stuff they start acting like fools and uh you know now we're seeing that with like these youtubers people that are just getting they're logging onto their laptop they're hitting the upload button and then they're it's making them act crazy as fuck but anyways the other thing is it's not just the kids 
like let's take the big the biggest and most recent case and i kind of wanted to start off with this but i also kind of didn't because everybody's talking about this online too dr disrespect uh he's the most popular twitch streamer right now he just won the trending gamer award earlier this year huge huge on the world of streamers so dr disrespect this is like two weeks ago he goes live for three minutes and tells all, tells his audience, tells thousands of people that he needs a break. He needs a break from streaming. He needs to focus on his family because he's been unfaithful to his wife. Those And those are like his exact words. I've been unfaithful. He tells thousands of people that. And I just want to be completely transparent with you guys. Uh, as you guys know, I have a, a beautiful family and a wife and kid. And... um. I want to be transparent that I've been unfaithful and, and, uh, and I'm probably going to be taking some time away, time off to focus on, um, stupid fucking mistakes, man. Now there's a whole other debate because a lot of his audience are children and they saw this and they're like, wow, he honestly just told his stream that that he just told his whole stream he was unfaithful he was being honest doc i respect you which is a load of shit because infidelity ruins households um so that's a whole other thing let's get back uh, i want to get back to what i was saying earlier this guy okay he sits and he streams games for hours a day he he wears like a ridiculous getup. he wears this mullet he wears sunglasses like a tactical costume and he gets really popular really really popular and you know what he should have he deserves it he had a little he had some gaming skill like he was pretty good at the games he was playing mixed with what seemed like you know a great personality he had a great sense of humor added in like some cool effects he, you know he had like a pretty good production value and he has this beautiful wife and daughter and he fucking throws that away to do you know whatever he did with however many women some people are saying four some say one who knows who cares it does not matter still it just throws it away and hey look i don't know the guy but i so easily see the situation unfolding as like that he's a regular dude never cheated in his life just a you know like good husband good father he gets he gets all this fame you know he goes on stage, he talks to thousands of people, he talks to all these kids, Doc, you're you're an inspiration, and he's getting paid way more than he used to, and it's it's going to his head, right? Here's the other thing about Dr. Disrespect, he used to work on video games, Guy Beam is his real name, you can also see his regular Twitter, um, he worked on video games in the past, and so he's been behind the curtain, now he's, you know, he's in front of the curtain, he's in front of the curtain for tons of people, and he takes those he takes those good things he takes that positive energy he takes those good vibes and you know this huge thing he has going for him and he freaks out and he messes around he does whatever whatever he did whether it was for the thrill or whatever like i don't know if it was an adrenaline thing um but uh, you know whatever it just throws it away throws it right out the window doesn't know how to act doesn't know how to respond to all of this newfound fame throws it away just throws it all away wife and kid 
gone. Like their lives will never be the same. Throws it away. Here's the thing. I took a break from videos this year. Like I took some big breaks. I still made some videos, but uh, you know, I, I only do videos like once in a while for now. And I'm not saying like I'm not saying this like for my high horse or anything. Like I do crappy videos that aren't very great, but I have a lot of fun doing them. But I st- I stopped doing them for a while because I got to a point where I could feel, you know, like occasionally I would get these feelings where I was I felt like I was trying to entertain somebody or I was I I noticed myself like checking comment like checking things a little bit more than usual and checking them because I was like what are, you know, what are people saying? What are their thoughts on my stuff? And in the beginning, when I first started doing, you know, videos and things like that, I was, it was to entertain myself. It was, you know, to learn about editing and talking about games because I didn't have anyone else to talk about games with. And that's probably a similar situation to a lot of these people. But when that thing changes, it messes with your head. It messes with your head so bad. And it's, it's in a weird way. It's so weird. But it's also very serious. And that was why, like, as soon as I started to get those feelings, I had to step away. Because it's, it is it is serious. Like, it just messes with your head. And if you're not able to take that step back, and, and again, I feel like, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm just, like, saying this from my, my high horse. And I'm not, I'm not trying to in any way, shape, or form. I'm just saying, like, if you're not able to step back and recognize that, like, you can, you can mess up. You can mess things up big time in your real life. And I mean, who, who, like, who cares about your doctor disrespect life when you know if you don't have your guy beam life? If your guy beam life isn't good, then your doctor disrespect life can't be good, right? It makes sense to me. Um, but I was I was so slow about making videos for like almost a year. I mean, it took a long time, and I'm like just now getting back into it. Because I know it's just for me and I know it's just to have fun with it again. You know, I was slow about making them because I was like, I don't want to feel like that. Like it's because it's easy too. it's really easy to feel like that. I mean, people feel like it from their Facebook. Like it doesn't have to be a YouTube thing. Like people just post pictures and then they're like, oh my God, my people need me. I need to post a picture. You know, and like I said, I, I kind of would, would would like to talk about social media as a whole in a future episode. But here I'm trying to keep it mostly tied to the whole youtuber and twitch streamer thing um but it's just it's so weird it's weird how social media and how these things these you know it's so easy to be an online entertainer these days and it has such a weird and profound effect on us it's so weird all right so i went on for a lot longer than i planned uh like i said my goal is like roughly 30 minute episodes um, so I had something more fun planned. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that for a future episode because I realized how much I had to say about the last little bit. So let's, I want to do something else though. I've got something else that I want to do. I don't know why I had to say it twice. I want to cue up some, uh, some cool music and I want to read off some names. Okay. So Bright released on Netflix this week and, uh, I'm, you'll be able to tune in to my other podcast, Explosive Hammer for the full review soon. But, um, for now I want to give a big shout out because an article released this week that you know, states that at least 60 makeup and special effect artists were left out of the credits of bright, 
which is disappointing and a huge shame. Uh, I won't speak for the movie itself right now because I want to do that in my other show, but I thought the makeup effects were unbelievably great. Um, You'll hear me talk about it a lot in the other show. Physical effects make a movie 10,000 times better in my opinion. It's huge. Like, physical effects are so much better than cgi movies that make you know that utilize physical effects over cgi are like king in my opinion um so here they are i want to read these names i'll be brief as possible for anybody that doesn't care about these names but uh here we go read 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 yuri everson garth winkless dave panikas tim leach dave pertite mike larrabee mike mastrella michael heinzelman Brian Clawson, Sarah Villarreal, John K. Miller, Hope DeCanio, Amanda Taggart, oh, Allison Kellerman, Anthony Machevic, John Fidel, Consuelo Duran, Elizabeth Santos, Lucy Torres, Colin Gillis, Paul Manchetto, Ken Bartholomew, Justin Gobi Fields, Mauricio Ruiz, Justice, Joseph Miles Teves, Brian Winia, Andrew Bergoltz, Jordan Morris, Wayne Anderson, Steve Coach, Mike Rotella, Ayumi Mashiro, Matt Rose, Michael O'Brien, Timothy Martin, Brent Baker, Anthony Stewart, Steve Wintett, Kyle Marsgaliano, I think, David Woodruff, Tanner White, Jared Gunther, Brian Ray, Anthony Diaz, Grace Balsamo, Keaton Blue, Dustin Washburn, Jacob Roanhouse, Reed Caesar, Adam Daughtry, Christina Patterson, Jessica Nelson, Vincent Van Dyke. Thank you. Thank you for your work on Bright. Those physical effects were amazing. It is a shame that you guys were left out of those uh, credits, but uh, hopefully they're able to get that fixed on Netflix soon. All right, dudes, that is it. Uh, Definitely a heavier episode than I anticipated, but that's what I like about this podcast. Uh, Everything that I get into is like internet related in some way, shape, or form, but outside of that, we can just kind of talk about whatever the shoop we want. Uh, in the future, I am hoping to have some guests uh, and have some people weigh in on some topics. But for now, feel free to uh, review the podcast. Let me know what your thoughts are. You can join us on Discord. You can uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Dude It's Jeremy. Follow me on Instagram, at Dude It's Jeremy. Do it or I'll cry and I'll throw my life away. Uh, just kidding. But seriously, you can hit me up on those socials. That's the other part of this is I just kind of want to make this place where I can talk about whatever. And you guys can join in and we can talk about whatever. So uh, that being said, thanks for listening, dudes.